In this week's episode, we've got some big breaking news. Splitsville Luxury Lanes is now open in downtown Disney? No, hold on. That's not it. Oh, I've got it. Marvel Land. Yes, it has finally been announced. We've got all the preliminary details on where it's going and when it will open. We're just curious about how Flick feels about it all. Disneyland After Dark is returning soon for a second go-round, and this time it's sure to be out of this world. Also, Flag Retreat Controversy, Pixar at the Hotels, George Lucas Breaks Things, and more on this marvelous episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Drink up, me hearty Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look hey what's up people we're back and better than ever what's up anthony none much are we better because tim's not here oh i was just about to say hi to tim and yeah he's not here yeah i I don't know if we're better because he's not here but um i don't know he's um i think he's sleeping i know one thing for sure what there'll be a lot less talking (laughs) and uh i know you and i pay attention to what we talk about right (laughs) All right, so yeah, Tim's not here. We don't know where he is. Um, he did. Remember last week, he said that he uh, he uh, always uh, looks at his text when we text him or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's my point exactly. And just to let you know, Anthony, I that part about uh, Siri. Hey Siri, text Tim. Oh, yeah, there she goes right here. Uh, anyway, I left that in. So <laughs> I thought that was funny, and I thought everyone. Would have got a kick out of that. So, yeah. Hey, you know what? We got some big news today. Yeah, we did. We're, we're actually just going to hop into this podcast. Hop in. We're hopping in because, you know what? First of all, it's us. First day of spring. So yeah, it is. Time to hop in <laughs> like a bunny rabbit. So, yeah, the big news today was the announcement, the official announcement of the Marvel-themed area coming to Disney California Adventure. And... Saying goodbye to Bugsland, which uh, pretty much called it. Been saying that for a while that it was probably going to be Bugs. It's really interesting that this uh, news came up because we've been hearing rumors. In fact, I even heard a rumor earlier today, just before this was released, about cast members over in DCA saying that they were going to take Bugs Life. That they were hearing that Bugs Life was going to come out. Oh. And what I find found interesting was that they said that uh, it's tough to be a bug already closed, but we, we there was no fanfare about it. Well, you know what? That's the thing about it because I was um, 
you know, I for Southern for SoCal Disney Annual Passos Unite, I post exposure schedule every right. week. And when I read that that they said the bugs the it's tough to be a bugs already uh, closed. I was thinking it was on the schedule, but I don't think I actually posted on when I posted the closures. So then I was like, oh yeah, it was on there, but I didn't. You know, I was you know I, I usually do those postings at three o'clock in the morning, so I really wasn't thinking when I did it. And I was like, oh yeah, it was on there, and they said it was going to close, but I didn't. Since I didn't pay attention to it, I didn't research to see when it's supposed to open. So, yeah, um, that was really interesting. And, um, you know, we talked about it before last week when we were saying that there's not, you know, they don't always say goodbye to, you know, a parade or something. And here you go. Uh, it's tough to be a bug is closed. And, yeah, we didn't hear about it till today. Yep. So, yeah, interesting. But um, they did finally uh, officially announce that this Marvel-themed area is coming to the park and um, really didn't elaborate that much on what's actually coming. No, not really. I'm sure. Hopefully, maybe if there is a uh, D23 Expo next year, that's probably when more information will be revealed about that, I would imagine. Or somewhere along the line, just going to get a little information out there. I know they want to probably get Galaxy's Edge open before they start revealing too much about Marvel. But um, I'm really surprised that they haven't made this announcement already. I am very, very surprised. I'm thinking that maybe they made this announcement because uh, they want to start because of number one, because of the fact that uh, it's tough to be a bug is closed already that they've already closed it. It would be super suspicious for it not to reopen as even if, especially not to reopen if deferred to close and then not like have a screening or something in there. Right. And then not to reopen. And then they obviously said that uh, bugs land is going to close after summer. So, I guess they probably could have waited. There must have been a reason why they announced this now and not wait until after summer or until during summer to say, oh, it's going to be closed or unless they want to make sure people have plenty of time if they really have that big of an attachment to Bugsland to give people plenty of time to go see Bugsland, but yet didn't give anybody any kind of time to go see It's Tough to Be a Bug. So, <laughs> All right, so from the Disney Parks blog, it says that at the Disneyland Resort, a new superhero-themed land will begin recruiting guests in 2020 with, with even more new experiences to follow. The Guardians of the Galaxy will be joined by Spider-Man and the Avengers in what will become a completely immersive superhero universe, furthering the evolution of Disney California Adventure Park. The new land will be anchored by the popular Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout in the adjacent space that is Currently occupied by it's by a bug's land. It's tough to be a bug. Close March 19th to make way for this new heroic experience. Uh, the rest of the land will close late summer, in the late summer. That means they, they may close bug's land like mid-August. Oh, yeah. Because it says late summer. It doesn't say after summer. Right. Late summer implies that it might close August. So there goes that word again, immersive. You're immersive. I try to be. But yeah, I mean that's the new word they've been using for a while now. Immersive. I think Iger found that word one day, and then now he just wants everything to be immersive. <laughs> I probably, but yeah, that's all the information we have right now. And um, of course, people are doing what they do best, complaining. And um, I just got to read this one comment that we got on our SoCal page. 
and I think it's really funny. This person says, first dumb Star Wars, now dumb Marvel. Those are not Disney and never will be in my eyes. And I said, how is this a surprise? This was hinted during the grand opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. And she said, I didn't say anything about being surprised. I'm just saying it's not Disney. Well, to me anyway, it's just my opinion. Now prices will be going up also. I don't know if this was part of Walt's plan. Don't get it started. You know what? I'm about to... I am... I think I've said this before, but I am sick and tired of people thinking that they know what's part of Walt's plan. Unless they personally knew Walt, I don't want to hear... I don't want to hear, and I will ignore every single person that says they think they know what Walt's plan was, unless they personally freaking knew Walt Disney himself. And everybody that has said that, everybody that knows Walt, has known Walt Disney, has said that he would have agreed with changes going on past his lifetime. So, got it. All right, so real quick, the last thing I said was, your statement was, first Star Wars, now Marvel, which implies you weren't expecting that. So, to me, it's not like she was surprised that Marvel was coming. But anyway, and um, as far as Walt's plan, when you said before that, Walt wasn't a businessman with the numbers and math because that's what he left his brother to. So if if if, if it was Walt's plan, um, it'd probably be bankrupt already. There would probably be no Disney if he didn't have his brother to you know help him with the financial part of it. So yeah, I don't know because all I know is you know even though Walt wanted a park for families to come and enjoy themselves and things like that it's still a business and they still need to make money so they can operate the parks and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he never ever said that he didn't want that. Everything in the park had to be his vision, his dream. I mean, he, he was constantly tapping in other people's ideas for movies and for the park. Right. 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 It's not like Walt had every single idea that came out of Walt's head was original. There you go. I mean, he had, uh, I mean, go watch, uh, I mean, I know it's not very accurate, but go watch Saving Mr. Banks. I mean, how hard did Walt have to go after P.L. Travers just to get Mary Poppins? Yeah. That's not, it wasn't, that wasn't his idea. So, I mean, people that say, oh, well, Star Wars and uh, <laughs> Marvel don't belong in Walt's Park. Well, who says? That who says Walt, Who good, says it doesn't belong there? All I got to say is that's a very, very good point. That is, Wow. Yeah, people don't. Think I mean, about that. I'm almost positive that Roy Junior was instrumental in getting uh, the in the uh, Lucas uh, Disney team up for Captain EO and Star Wars and Star Tours. I'm pretty sure Roy had some say about that. You know, no matter what, you know, people are going to complain. Oh yeah, bitch, it doesn't mom. matter because people are always going to think that they know what is best. They know Walt. They know him. Yeah. They know his plan. Yeah, uh, seriously, though, email us and tell us how, how wonderful and how closely you were with Walt. Please email us, mousepire at gmail.com. Subject line, I knew Walt. <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, you know what? Um, all I have to say is that I am... Um, we knew that this was coming. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And um, I mean, once the basically once the announcement was made that Tower of Terror was going to turn into Guardians, 
everybody knew from that point that there would be a Marvel land. Right. Anybody who thought otherwise was just naive and ignorant. So you know what? Get over it. This is the times. This is the park. Enjoy the parks for what they are. Enjoy that there's stuff in the parks. That there's innovative stuff in the parks. These new properties have have pushed Disney to be more innovative with the things they do. You can't keep being innovative with Disney properties because Disney properties don't lend themselves to innovation. Star Wars lends itself to innovation in rides. Marvel lends itself to innovation in rides. Snow White does not lend itself to innovation in rides. Escape from Witch Mountain with The Rock does not lend itself to (laughs) innovation in rides. Well, maybe it would if you just have The Rock rock running around the ride like the Indiana Jones adventure. Just have The Rock instead. I actually wouldn't mind a ride with The Rock in it now that I mention it. So, I mean, make it happen, Disney. Make it happen. (laughs) They did. Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to see an animatronic rock on the Jungle Cruise. He's going to be uh, next to Treader's Sam. Anyway, yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, hopefully more details will come out soon and uh, explaining what's going to be in there, what type of immersive content we're going to have or whatever, rides and things like that. Now, about the area itself, I just want to note that obviously we're getting the announcement basically two years before it would open, presumably two-ish years, whereas we got the announcement of Star Wars probably about three and a half years before opening. So we have to figure this is going to be obviously on a lot smaller scale. Now we know from uh, when we started talking about Star Wars land that it was 14 acres and that we said that 14 acres was the combination, was the size of Bugs Land and Cars Land put together. So if you take Bugs Land, you're probably looking at it probably about what, uh, six acres? Because it would be less than half of what Cars Land is. So. You're obviously looking at a smaller scale, and it's probably only like a step one to Marvel. You have to think that the the that they're going to push out into the backstage area at some point. Plus, if you take out a lot of the trees and stuff, that it's not going to be as bad. It'll have a lot more room than what it seems now. But clearly, what they have planned is going to take less time than what Star Wars would. That maybe they might make use of a lot of uh, structure and stuff. Because otherwise, how are they going to get switched over in less than two years to Marvel? Because they have a lot less time. I was just thinking, I was watching this video on YouTube, and they were explaining the Pixar Pier and all that construction going on over there. And then they were, we had the little drawings of what it's going to look like, and then they have that... um that inside out ride that we don't know anything about yet. Right. And they zoomed in on that ride from the little drawing. And it looks like Flick's fun, the fair thing. Okay. It looks just like that. Oh, see, they're going to repurpose. They're going to take that and move it over there. That, cause they, they said that doesn't this look like, and then I was like, it does. And now this news but when comes is out. But when is the Inside Out ride supposed to open? It didn't. I don't remember. I don't know if it's it, said Is it going to open June 23rd with everything else? I don't see any construction going on over there. I don't know. Actually, I haven't really okay, looked. So maybe it's going to be like a phase two of uh, Pixar Pier, like uh, Jesse. Yeah. yeah so maybe it's going to open when Jesse opens. And that. so then as soon as they close Bugs Land, they take that ride out, they move it over there, and then they 
repaint it and throw bing bong on the top and then i was thinking the same thing and then now it's uh after seeing that video and then hearing this news so, right huh. if that's the case then then we know that we're not going to get the in, the inside out is not going to open until after summer right so like i said maybe it's going to be like a phase two thing with jesse because we haven't even really heard when it's supposed to open right so that's something to think about after it is that is very interesting yeah, yeah crazy oh well you know what i'm excited i can't wait to see what they're going to do and um I have no complaints over that or anything. So the time frame on it is a lot less, like I said, on, on uh, Galaxy's Edge. We should start, once it closes, we should start seeing construction moving pretty fast in there. I was just thinking, since um, it's tough to be a bug already closed, are we going to start seeing walls over there? Right. You know, what are they going to do with that? That's what I mean. You know, why did they close that first? Why does it close now? That's my, my biggest thing is why is it closing now and why is everything else have until end of summer? What is the what's so special about that theater that or that area that they need to uh maybe um I'm thinking that maybe cuz part of that already goes underground maybe they're using that footprint for a dark ride I was thinking maybe or some or whatever ride cuz you know obviously there's going to be another ride there's going to be a ride in yeah, there. yeah well obviously the footprint for uh it's tough to be a bug already kind of goes underground so maybe they want to start there because that footprint already has underground, so it'll be easier to start digging it out. Yeah, I was thinking maybe... Um, um, and it maximizes their time working on the, the whatever the ride is going to be. <laughs> I was thinking maybe... Um, what's his name? Maybe Iron Man's going to come and uh, build his ride there. Oh, right. You never know. Well, because what did it say, though? It said we were getting adventures in Spider-Man. Yeah. Because uh, what we haven't mentioned is that in the same press release that we did get an announcement about uh, in Hong Kong, well, Hong Kong and Paris for Star Wars or uh, Marvel theme lands in Hong Kong and Paris. Now, didn't we? Now, Hong Kong already has the starts of a, the Marvel theme land, which we already knew about, because that's where the Iron Man what that you're mentioning. Yeah. The Iron Man attraction is. So... Now, each of those did specifically have different posters and made it sound like that they had different things going on. Yes. Hong Kong is including a new theme area that will include an exciting attraction where guests team up with Ant-Man and the Wasp. This new attraction will join the Iron Man experience, which opened in 2017 and is already the most popular attraction in the resort. Right, and the Iron Man and the Wasp one is the one we talked about a few weeks ago when they announced it. Yeah. Then over in Paris, is the new Marvel-themed area at Walt Disney Studio Park will include a reimagined attraction where riders will team up with Iron Man and their favorite Avengers on a hyperkinetic adventure in 2020. This will f- this will follow an epic experience launching this summer when Disneyland Paris hosts Marvel Summer of Superheroes from June 10th through September 30th. Favorite heroes will take the stage for a brand new live action super production featuring cutting edge special effects and spectacular projections. That's the one in Paris. So didn't we talk about that last time too? Yes. That one yeah. we've talked about before also. Yeah. There definitely seems to be a focus on uh Spider-Man here, whereas in Paris and Hong Kong, there seems to be more of a focus on Iron Man. Yeah. I don't know if that's, Specific to how well those characters will do overseas. Probably. So we'll see how that works out. 
I'm going to bet that it's going to be some sort of a ride that has going to have Spider-Man at the front forefront. The other Avengers might show up, but I think he's going to be the star. But yeah, should be cool and interesting. Yep. And of course, you know, when more information comes out, we'll let you guys know. All right. So the next thing on my list that I really have a, um, I guess maybe a rant about. We talked about this when the flag retreat came back and we talked about this changes that were made to the flag retreat and now it's all over the news and making it seem like something that a whole wrong has been to Ernie. And it, it just, it's really making me mad because the headlines is, um, Disneyland replaces Marine Ernie Knapper's voice with a recording at flag retreat ceremony. Now this is all over the news. And I thought it was, First of all, the first time I saw this was an article written by the Daily News, the Los Angeles Daily News. And everyone's posting this article and how, oh, my God, poor Ernie, they took away his speech. And, and Anthony talked said last time that he only heard Ernie say this. He, was only, he thought it was just Ernie. And I will say, no, the other guards do it. Whoever's in charge that day will do it. And it is true that Ernie knows how to, you know, project his voice so everyone can hear. And that's why if Anthony was standing there and the other guards did it, then he wouldn't probably hear them because basically the way they say it is they say it to the people who are around the flagpole not really project, you know, Ernie, who was Marine, you know, how they um, like to shout at people anyway. So anyway, what's really making me mad about this is the fact that everyone's, oh, poor Ernie, poor Ernie. They took this away from him and blah, 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 blah. And, First of all, the flag retreat is to celebrate our servicemen who were in the service, veterans, and who are currently serving in the military. It is not the Ernie show. It is not Ernie's show. It's Disney's. It's run by the Disney Entertainment. Now, the article makes it sound like it was Ernie's idea. Yes. And um, I just want to. I just want to say before we start getting people that are pissed off and wall, why you're bad mouthing Ernie. Nobody's bad mouthing Ernie. In fact, I'm not even going to get into this because this is all his thing. But as an outside observer, I just want to say that, I mean, obviously this article was written from the point of view of one particular person who was interviewed in the article. And that is not how news works in the era of quote unquote fake news. Everybody should know better than to to do this and just before I let him continue with his thing I just want to say that there's a lot of change.org petitions going around that are using this article as a source that's fine if they want to if they want to use those petitions to possibly try and get Disneyland to reinstate Ernie then that's fine as long as it's reinstating Ernie and everybody else that does this uh but number 2 uh, in case you're uh new to this podcast and you don't know what our position on uh, petitions are yeah, they don't work. All right, so let me clarify that I have nothing against Ernie. I have a lot of... Oh, we res- love Ernie. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I see him all the time. He always say, have we met? Because for some reason, he doesn't remember meeting me. I don't know why. But this has nothing to do with, oh, I don't like Ernie or anything like that. It's just the fact that the way the article is read, like, oh, poor Ernie got this taken away from him. Right. And there's always two two sides to the story. And from what I've heard is that Disney wants this flag retreat ceremony done a certain way. 
And if you know anything about Disney, when they have their shows, it's always on a time schedule. They need every, they always want everything to run smoothly, get it done, and within a certain amount of time. And here's your script, and this is how we do it. From what I've heard, Ernie did it his way, and they kept telling him, you need to do it this way, and he kept doing it his way. And then they, you know what they did? They got other guards to do it. Okay, so yeah, Ernie was doing it on Saturdays or whatever days he was doing it, but then they got other guards to come and do it, and then they have different people doing it. It was the security team who came out, and whoever was in charge that day said the speech. And of course, when it was Ernie's turn, from what I've heard, he was still doing it his way. So either one, you get rid of the person who's not doing it the right way, or two, you're going to change it. If you're not going to listen to the way we want it, then you know what? We're going to get Bill Rogers to do it, and now we just need you to take the flag down. All I, all I know is this is what I've heard from people who are in the flag retreat community and knows the management there. And for some reason, when I was there on Saturday, there was a lot of management there to watch this ceremony to see if everything went over well. Well, you've been there. Have you ever seen a lot of management, maybe one or two who are in charge of the band and stuff like that? There was a lot of management team there that day. So, and I was told that they're making sure that it's ran the right way. So if someone screws things up, they're going to change it. And then this one person who's trying to make it, oh, Ernie this, Ernie that, poor Ernie, that person might just get Ernie fired because now it's in the news now there's quotes from Ernie in the paper. And I know one of the rules is you're not supposed to talk to media as a cast member. So if that happens to get him fired. It's on the person in the article and they know who they are. Then, yeah, exactly. Everybody who's read the article knows who they are because it's the only person quoted in the article. So I don't know. Like I said, I have nothing against Ernie. Ernie, he's a great guy. But if you're supposed to do a certain way and you're not, you're going to get in trouble. I mean, I'm not going to say that he wasn't wrong in wanting to do it a certain way. He was, he's military. He knows better than Disney does how a flag treat, retreat should be run. But if they weren't going to listen to him, then he should have just washed his hands of it and walked away from that position and went and did other things like he did for a while there. Well, let me just get back to this point of um, the Ernest show. Or just, just picture the point of who does it. It was a team of six uh, security officers that were on this detail, six of them that were, were willing to go up there and do this speech because none of the other security officers in the park wanted to do it because they didn't have, they didn't feel comfortable going up there and saying it understandable after they changed it. There's 25 now on this team that want to do it. So that means Ernie's not going to be getting to do it all the time because now they're going to have to fit in 25 other guards. So all I'm saying is if he liked doing it, then he probably should have done it the way they wanted to. And now he's going to be out of rotation for a while if they're doing 25 other cast members. Because from what I've heard, there's 25 new cast members who are ready to go and do this, have been trained to do the ceremony now. So I... uh, Well, the problem Disney has though, that they haven't probably haven't considered is how deeply into the whole flag retreat thing a lot of people are. And I don't know if they've considered that a lot of people might decide to boycott the uh, doing the flag retreat because of changes being made that they may not like. I don't know if you've gotten that feeling 
from any of the people you know? I haven't got any feeling. And the one person I do know doesn't mind it, likes the way it was, but doesn't mind the change. And the with the new change is now, I guess, that you can hear it all the way down Main Street on the speakers, which is drawing a lot of attention. Because before it was just right there in town square. Yeah, because, you know, a band coming down the street wasn't drawing enough attention. Well, if they're not playing down Main Street and everything, the whole ceremony with, you know, all the songs and everything, then, you know, people are just like, oh, the band. But you see what I'm saying, though. The the band came down the street. If people weren't going to follow a band, why would they just follow a voice in the sky? Well, from what I'm hearing is that people were actually checking it out now since it's being broadcast down the street. I don't know, that seems weird, but... I haven't heard it down the street. I didn't even know that it was being broadcast down the street. So when I'm there next time, I'm going to check that out. But that's what they're saying, and more people are being drawn into it because they're hearing what's going on, and they, I guess they just walk towards the flagpole be, um, instead of walking with the band at the first point. They're like, oh, wait, something's going on. Let me go look at the, you know, look at that. So I don't know. I'm going to check that out when I go next time. But um, that's my rant for the day. I just can't stand these people who are just so one-sided and don't do the research to find out maybe why did they change this and talk to people because I had friends who are posting on Facebook the the article and I made a comment saying that, well, maybe he's the one to blame. And then I left it at that and then explained it to anybody except for one person who messaged me. But Yeah, I've seen uh, a few people post the uh, link to the change.org petition for that. Yeah, one of them was Michael. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, probably, I believe it. All right, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that, and um, we're just going to go ahead and move on because um, my rat time is over. Well, for now, we still have to get to the redhead. Oh. We should have put all the rant stuff in a row, but I this way it breaks it up. Yeah, we're going to break it up, just like um, George Lucas is doing, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about the next, well, first of all, last week uh, we had an email from Giselle the Gazelle, and she was asking if we knew anything about the next Disney After Dark. I was going to say that I called it because I did say when we were talking about what other themes that they might have, I did say Star Wars. Well, it was right. And uh, the news, the next Disneyland After Dark will be Star Wars Night. And that will be on May 3rd. Yes, yeah, so as it says, ring in May the 4th at Star Wars Night, the second After Hours event in the Disneyland After Dark series. Uh, tickets for that real quick do go on sale for APs on Tuesday the 27th, so a week from today. As in today for us, not a day for a week for you guys listening to this podcast. And then tickets for the general public will again on sale a week from actual today, March 29th. Tickets are once again $99. So if you got a whole money burning your hole in your pocket and you don't want to rather use it for Boysenberry Festival, then you can go to Star Wars Night. Yeah, so just like every other, uh, the other event, there's going to be um, a score, uh, of course, exclusive after hours access to Disneyland Park, and with the, uh, which will begin at 6 p.m. So uh, it was like three hours or so before the event starts. So you can go ahead and show up early. Special entertainment, including character encounters and more. And um, one of the character encounters is, of course, Ray. Yes. We heard about Ray coming to the park, and she's going to be one of the encounters and another female 
Captain Phasma. Oh, right. Yes. In the March of the First Order, right. Yeah, Captain Phasma will make her debut at Disneyland Park. Now, the March of the First Order thing that they've been doing with Phasma, they've been doing it in Florida for a while. They started that with, I think, way back with the maybe the last uh, Star Wars weekends. Oh, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. But then the, for Galactic Nights, they've been doing it. So that's a old thing for Florida. It's a new thing coming for us. Now, most of this stuff, and it's one of my complaints probably about Star Wars Night, is that oh, most of these things are actually the March of the First Order, I believe, is something that's going to be coming to the parks regularly, right? It's not just for this? I'm going to guess so. And then, of course, we already announced that Ray was going to be coming to the parks on May the 4th, so this is just a, basically a sneak peek for her. And then uh, well, also... Well, well, just real quick, you can find her at the launch bay, of course. Yes, she will be uh, along with uh, hanging out with Chewie. And then coming back, Hyperspace Mountain. Yes. Now, do we think that that's just for the one night? Or do you think that that's coming back? Is it going to be they're going to have it like on the next day for May the 4th and then that's it? Or do you think it's coming back for a limited time thing while solo until solo? I'm going to say for a limited time because it says just just I'm just going by this wording that says hyperspace mountain. This popular transformation of space mountain returns. You know, and just it doesn't say one night only. Yeah, it just says returns. It's yeah, very ambiguous. I've never met him, but yeah, it's something like that. So yeah, that's why I'm just thinking maybe it's going to be there for a while. Maybe since, uh, you know, you got May the 4th and all that going on. Solo later in the month coming out. So, I mean, you might decide to, they might decide to leave it for a little while or it might be just a one night thing. Yeah, we don't know yet. Now there's going to be some photo ops that I'm guessing that uh, theme decor, immersive themed photo opportunities. They might be some that we've seen before, like the one on Jakku, or they might be some new ones, but I'm, I'm going to guess also that some of those might stick around and still be in Tomorrowland the next day for May the 4th All right, when yeah. the park is open. Yeah. So I'm not trying to talk anybody out of going to this because of all the stuff is probably going to still be there, but what really are you getting for $99? <laughs> Private party for five hours, a lanyard. And First picture with Ray and uh, exclusive free opportunity to purchase May the 4th merchandise. Right. That's all. That's all. I'm just saying, is it really worth $99? But I know people think it is because I already know there's a bunch of people who want to go. May the 4th be with them. <laughs> like I said, I would rather go to the Boysenberry Festival. Even then, that is actually overpriced as well because I separated the prices on the Boysenberry Festival package, which is, I believe, one hundred and fifty dollars, and it includes admission, parking, and the uh, the 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 saver pass. Uh And uh, you could separate those and get two admissions and a and a saver pass or something for the same price if you buy it separately. So unless I read that wrong, and there's other things because there's like front of the line passes, but if you don't care about those kind of things, then it's like. You're getting a lot of things you don't really need by buying that pass. I would rather them do... I know we're not talking about Disneyland, and this is a little off-topic, but hey, it's a theme park podcast. Get over it. Uh, I would rather have them have seen them... Why Why don't they do a uh, Boysenberry Festival pass like they do with uh, Haunt? Make it just available. Make it only good for like the month of March or something. That's what I, I wouldn't mind. Or Because or, when is Boysenberry Festival? 
Oh, it started already. I don't know why. I know it, it started already. It's like basically, but it can go a whole month, right? I mean, so I mean, that's what I mean. Get, make the pass only available during the Boysenberry Festival, or make it only during March or something, like with the uh, with the Haunt Pass. It's mm, a good idea. I actually went there on Friday, and uh, it wasn't crowded at all. Pretty yeah, cool. There's a lot of stuff I see there that I want to eat <laughs> and drink. That two foot hot dog. You see that? Yeah, I saw it. You saw the picture crazy. of it? It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I would eat that. I'll eat a... You would eat it. No, I'm not... not I mean, I wouldn't eat all of it. That's my point. At once, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it. I'm At some like, point, you would eat it. Did you see how much it was? I didn't, I didn't see no, I didn't see any uh, prices. I, gotta, I just saw the stuff uh, from Inside the Magic on me... Or, or not Inside the Magic. Uh, Parks and Cons from Press Day. Okay. The pictures, I that gotta, was all I saw. I gotta see if how much the thing costs, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, getting yeah. back to Disneyland and Star Wars night, I kind of want to go to this. I want to check this one out. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go. Like I said, I just can't justify the price for it. It'll be cool. Everybody who's going, hopefully, take a lot of pictures and stuff. I wonder if uh, Giselle's gonna go. I think uh, we have an email from her later, so we'll see what she says about that. Like I said, I hope some of these things, like the uh, March of the First Order and stuff, is something that's staying. It seems like uh, it wouldn't be something that they would just have for the one day. Because first of all, I don't see them going out and getting a Phasma costume just for one thing, one night. Maybe they're just going to overnight it from Florida. Oh, and then they're going to send it right back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, probably. Or maybe she's coming in on the red eye. <laughs> Plus, uh, we we only have two stormtroopers. That's not quite enough to that. make a squad. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna need at least four more stormtroopers. Oh, that's funny. Now it does say a uh, little uh, note here. It does say please, or not please. It says plus, stay tuned for additional event updates, including elements from Solo, a Star Wars story, in theaters May twenty fifth. So you could definitely count on there being something Solo related coming to the event now are we maybe considering thinking that there might be something in star tours i was thinking maybe path of the jedi maybe uh the sneak peek of the sneak peek oh yeah yeah that would be cool uh we haven't gotten one of those for a star wars movie yeah at but, all but you know what this this one needs to be built up this one these an audience right a lot of people are not interested in this and talking a lot of smack about it so right. i would i wouldn't see why they wouldn't do that to gain some interest in the movie. I'm just thinking because it, it uses the uh, term event updates, including elements from. Right. So that makes me think that maybe there might be a scene on Star Tours. Maybe. That we haven't got an announcement for yet. Uh, I just wanted to note that, I don't know if you knew this, that they're still playing the crate scene nonstop on Star Tours. They haven't gone back to rotating yet. Yeah, last time I went on it, I... I... I got the same Yeah, thing. so uh, that was as of just uh, the other day that I heard that. So I wasn't sure how long they were planning on going that for. I mean, because it'd be kind of if they if they do add add a scene from Solo, you're gonna go straight from everybody getting crate to everybody getting to the the Solo one. So you're gonna have all those extra scenes that nobody has seen. <laughs> True. Last time I went on Star Tours, I got crate and Jakku. Well, bless you. That was kind of annoying. All right, so we've been talking about the 
Redhead Pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course, Pirates is now now closed or not yet? No, it closes at the end of the month, right? The uh, April, April twenty fourth. That's when it closes, right? Oh, ours closes April twenty fourth. Yes. Okay, so we still got a while to go on our Pirates closing, but Pirates in Florida has now opened after its closing, and it now has the new updated Pirate. If you guys want to see what that looks like. Make sure you guys check out the video. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, there has been a lot of uh, controversy and complaining. And, and all, controversy. And controversy about the uh, one in Florida. Of course, the one now, the or the one uh, about the change of the pirate, the redhead. And uh, now that the video has come out from Florida, a lot of people are complaining about the video and about, about uh, the redhead herself and all this uh we do have news that the redhead does talk oh cool which is a first for the redhead actually uh just days before the announcement of the uh or the video coming out of florida of their opening uh it actually had been revealed that uh or uh for the people that follow a certain person on twitter it was revealed that the uh redhead would be having a voice and that she would be talking because uh, Gray Griffin, a.k.a. Gray Delisle, or whatever you know her by, is the voice of the pirate. Some of you may know her as the uh, voice ever since 2000 of Daphne. And she's also been on other shows like Billy and Mandy and Fosters. and Oh, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Yes, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. And uh, so it is a legit voice. So not only is the uh, redhead getting a gun, she's got a voice. <laughs> the redhead gets a voice. Yeah, so uh, women's lib. Well, you know what? There's, of course, people complaining and stuff like that, like we've talked about before. We don't care. Well, I do have one complaint. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And um, I don't like her look. I don't like it. I thought maybe they could have kept her looking the same way and just replacing, you know, whatever they were going to do and, you know, have the same face. But now she doesn't have the same face and she does look older. And yeah, I mean, I'm not nothing against older looking pirates or anything, but I'm just saying I thought maybe she would have kept the same face and, you know, something like that. But it's it's well, not. I think they gave her uh I forget what the artist's name is who did the who did all of the old animatronic faces and stuff. You get that character look to them, like the pirates in uh, Pirates, obviously, and then like in Haunted Mansion and stuff. And you get a lot of the live action animatronics that Disney were done by a, a certain guy. I don't remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, and uh, he had a certain style to his uh, art than the heads and stuff that he made. And uh, the original redhead head was made by him, obviously, so it had that look to it. Now, this head has been re totally redesigned. Instead of using that, probably they couldn't use the same head because she didn't talk. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I understand that. I'm just saying they could have... If you know, if you're an artist and you can, you know, recreate stuff, you probably could. Oh no, no, I know. I, I, they so they made a conscious decision to not try to make the new head right. look like her old head. I uh, they guess they wanted to make it more realistic looking rather than trying to stay with the uh, the same theme of the old the original artist, which 
I mean, that may have been not necessarily a good choice because I did kind of the 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 face is a little bit more, too realistic compared to everybody else's. Yeah. So I could see where that would be an argument, but compared to what everybody else's argument arguing about, that's at least a minor thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. My only complaint is that I don't right. have nothing. You know, I don't care about it. I don't care to make a big deal. I don't care about. Oh my God, you're changing our history. Well, no, you're not changing anyone's history because um, you're just trying to say that there's no female pirates and no females back then robbing people. Come it's on, Disneyland, no. not the Museum of uh, History. There you go. So anyway, yeah, we um, got that video. I haven't seen it because I don't want to see it. I really don't. You know, I'll wait till we get ours and check exactly. that out there. There's no reason for me to go watch it. I just I don't mind looking at the picture, see what it looks like because. No matter what, everything you scroll up on Facebook, you're going to see that. But I didn't watch the video because I was not interested in watching it yet. Like I said, ours will close on the 24th of April. And I have a schedule to reopen on May 23rd or something like that. Other people are saying June something. I don't know where they got that date from because I haven't seen that anywhere. We actually got an um, email from Disney. And uh, that's the date they gave us, so that's the date I put up. So if that changes, of course, you know, we'll let everyone know. I mean, I guess artistically it is similar to the, everybody else's. It's just less sexy looking. All right, so real quick, I want to give you a little update of what's going on at Mickey and Friends uh, parking lot and the parking structure. Did I talk about this before, the trams or anything over there? I don't think I talked about it on here. We've to... talked about various things about the what's going on over there. The last thing we talked about was that the... There was that the uh, the bag check and everything had been moved underground. Okay. So I was going to talk about this last week, and I forgot, of course. But if you guys are parking over there and you guys are in that big old long line waiting to get into the parking structure or get waiting to get into the bag check to get onto the trams, uh, there's a reason for that. From what we heard is that the fire marshal does not like the trams under there. And... Um, Basically because there is no um, fire sprinklers set up for that inside the parking structure. So it's a fire hazard. And the last thing we were told is that the cast members were loading um, 50 guests at a time. That's why there's that big line, not just because of the security, but they're just letting people go in at, you know 50 at a time to load the trams. And the other thing they were, we were told is that they're, they're quizzing cast members on safety location, and it says if that fails, if they fail enough, they are going to close tram operations for 28 days. Boom, boom, boom. So. I told you. Didn't I say that putting the that shit underground inside the tram was going to be a bad idea? Maybe not for the bad idea. I thought it was going to be a bad idea, but I knew that putting it under there was going to be a bad idea. So as of right now, the tram route is on day-by-day situation or on day-by-day basis or whatever we call it. It's only day-by-day how they're going to operate it to see how it goes. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about tram stopping lately. I wonder if Mickey and Friends parking got really got full on Sunday or whether I was, it was thinking the same thing. The case of they had too much backup. Now I, I uh, try to get a hold of, uh, and then that. Then Toy Story got full because of everybody being redirected to Toy Story. Yeah, I I, would, uh, I I reached out to my source and to see if there's any new updates. I haven't got anything back from that person. So 
anyway, just letting you know that all that crap's going on over there. If for some reason you go to tour or you go to Mickey and Friends and um, they're telling you you have to walk to the park, that's probably why, because the fire marshal shut them down. So don't park there. We've been telling you for two years. <laughs> uh, anyway, just wanted to give you some uh, heads up on that, what's going on over there. Of course, you guys know they're building a, uh, adding on to the structure, building some more parking floors and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's what's going on over there. Just want to give you a quick update on that. And another quick quick update is uh, Main Street vehicles did not return on Friday. And I'm going to blame the rain for that. Blame it on the rain. It was falling, falling. Yeah, Anthony's grooving over here. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it didn't open up on the Friday. And um, I think it's opening up this Friday. It's on the schedule to open up on the 23rd. So, if it's not raining. All right. Speaking of not opening because of the rain, we had reported that last week that the uh, there might be fireworks on the Thursday. There was going to be fireworks on Thursday, but then the fireworks on Thursday were canceled because of the rain. No, you said winds upstairs. Oh, well, winds upstairs. Yes. Actually, yeah. And then on Friday, I heard that uh, the fireworks did go off, but they probably shouldn't have. And then on Saturday when I was there, they threatened that they weren't going to go off because it started sprinkling at that time. I was actually on my way to Jolly Holiday to get some a grilled cheese sandwich, and... I heard the announcement, and it's the long one telling you it may be canceled because of the weather, blah blah blah. And then when I when I finally got my food and I went outside, it wasn't it wasn't uh, raining anymore. Well, from what I hear on Friday, when the the it was actually raining when the fireworks went off. Oh. they actually set off the fireworks. So that's the why they threatened on the Saturday because it was kind of raining. Possibly, yeah. Because I was actually told that they will still set off the fireworks in the rain as long as there isn't a lo- is is there no wind. Right, okay, makes sense. So yeah, they went off on Saturday. I saw them on Saturday. So yeah, fireworks did return, and they are nightly, depending on weather. So you can go and join them because, you know, spring break's happening, and um, the parks are going to be crowded, and um, don't park at the structure. And if you guys want to get your fill of Remember, which is the fireworks show that is now back, make sure you guys get your fill of that between now and... uh, Less than a month because it will be gone. It's only here until April 12th or so. Or so, give or take a week. Actually, I'd probably say that it might, its last day may be the Sunday before. Yeah, before the week. All right, so one more thing real quick. We finally have an opening date for Dumbo. It's about time. Yeah, it will reopen on April 27th. So that's the date for that. Splash Mountain will reopen on April 13th. And uh, I think I told you guys last time that um, the Matterhorn will be going to refurb from April 16th through April 19th. And like I said, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean will be doing its refurb. So, yeah, that's all I have on those. So just want to give you those quick little updates and the heads up on the parking structure over there. Hey, so uh, a little while back when we were talking about Pixar Fest and Pixar Pier, we were talking about how come they don't just turn the, uh, since obviously there's not going to be no theming point to it anymore, the Paradise Pier Hotel. We were talking about how they should just turn it into Pixar Pier Hotel or something like that or and make it Pixar or Toy Story themed like the one in uh, Shanghai. 
Well, we got the news today. Well, they're not going to do that. But they are going to have special Pixar Fest-themed hotel room and ticket packages for the Disneyland Hotel. Oh. These special Pixar-decorated room and ticket packages will in- include enhanced in-room and in-park experience with included purchase of two-day or more theme park tickets. In your hotel room, your the team will create a colorful Pixar-themed welcome, complete with door banner, theme blanket, and balloons, as well as limited-edition Pixar Fest print, all to take back home to remember the magic. Premium package also includes reserved viewing for the highly popular Paint the Night Parade at DCA. As with most unique offerings, the ticket pack room and ticket packages will be very limited in quantity. The package is available for guests staying at the Disneyland Hotel or the Grand Californian for two nights or more, most Sunday through Thursday nights between April 15th and June 14th. All interested guests can book now through June 13th with a personal vacation advisor by calling 866-858-1865. They also have a special booking offer available this spring. Guests can save up to 20% on select rooms at the Grand Californian and Disneyland Hotel and 10% on select rooms at the Paradise Pier Hotel on most Sunday through Thursday nights between April 15th and June 14th. Book now through May 31st. I want to go. So the one hotel that we said that they should be doing that stuff is the one that they're not including. <laughs> of in course. This. Of course. Like what? 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 All right. So last Thursday was the grand opening of Splitsville. What? what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't that in February? Um, hmm. Long time ago. I'm confused. Oh, I know why. Daylight savings time. They didn't have any balls. <laughs> yeah, so uh, apparently daylight savings time or lack of balls or some other reason, uh, Splitsville never officially opened. They opened, well, because we knew they were supposed to open on Monday, but then we know that they didn't open by the Wednesday when we recorded that one time, and then we knew that they had sort of opened yeah. And then we've heard stories about people getting stuck in the elevator over there. Right. And we've also heard stories about there being fires over there. Uh, yeah. But then of course we hear I hear stories about there being fires all over Disneyland. So that's a whole nother that's a whole nother podcast. But so apparently Spitzville decided to have an official opening, or at least Disney decided to do an official right. grand opening for Splitsville in separately from theirs. I guess uh Goofy was there. Was he goofing around? I don't know. I saw uh, pictures or something, which now I can't find the pictures. Yeah, it was a picture of him in a bowling yeah, shirt. Yeah, and he had a bowling shirt on yeah. and stuff. But I can't find that pic where I... I don't remember where I saw that picture now. But yeah, so Splitsville is, I guess, o- officially open now. So, woohoo! Yeah! Yeah, so if you weren't ready to go there before... I actually did see something interesting that I do want to go check out. That I guess if you go to the second floor, on the far right-hand side, there's a window where you could get a really good shot of the monorail going by. Oh, interesting. Because I saw a, a picture of the monorail from that vantage <laughs> point. It looked really cool. Oh, nice. So at least that would be go- good to go check out. Maybe we'll get there. I don't know. I yeah, wanna... eventually. I want to, but we'll see. Hey, I heard that uh, Lucas is breaking things. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, apparently over in L.A., Lucas has been breaking ground. He broke the ground. He broke the ground. Is he going to fix it? 
I hope so. <laughs> no, we've been telling you guys, we told you guys a while back how Lucas had won the, or LA had won the right to host the George Lucas Museum of Narrative Art. Well, he on last Thursday broke ground, official broke ground for that with a uh, projected opening still of 2021. So he was there with his wife and I don't know who else. <laughs> So yeah, looking forward to that. And before anybody starts complaining, we don't need a Star Wars museum in the middle of L.A., I'm not even going to respond to that. I just suggest that you guys uh, do your research because I'm sure there's people complaining about that. All right, so while Lucas is breaking ground, Marvel is breaking the sky or something or broke the internet or they broke ticket sales or... Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, oh, no, no, that was last time. On Friday... We got the brand new Infinity War trailer as well as tickets went on sale and they proceeded to break all the records that Black Panther had broken last time on ticket sales. Most opening night events and stuff are all sold out already for the Thursday night on the April 26th. So hopefully everybody got their tickets. Otherwise, they'll be waiting. I did not get my tickets and I will probably have to be waiting now. I didn't get mine either, but I was going to wait anyway. Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe going maybe on a Monday morning or something, you know? I don't know. I'll just have to see what happens. I'll have to see what's the first available showing. But I know I'll end up going opening weekend at some point. Uh, But we got the cool trailer. Let's check it out. The entire time I knew him. He only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the infinity stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants. So that's what we'll use. Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Wow. made-up names. Then I am Spider-Man. 
<laughs> I'm podcast man. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, cool. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, check that out. But yeah, like I said, I'm just gonna wait. Maybe, like I said, on Monday. You know, I'll just wait. I don't. I don't need to be there opening weekend for that one. I still gotta go check out Black Panther. I want to go check that out soon. Oh yeah, so I guess since Tim's here, I guess I have to introduce the mail. Tim's here. Wait, so oh Tim's not here, <laughs> so I have to reintroduce the mail. Hey, mail. <laughs> All right, so our first email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Uh oh, here we go. Her subject line is sorry. Oh. She says, "Hey guys, ha ha." How lucky were we that we timed the Disneyland After Dark night right when they announced it? But Star Wars night? Eh. Sorry my emails are full of complaining lately, (laughs) Tim. Maybe I should start giving ideas instead of not liking the ones that they come up with. I guess theming the night is the main reason people go. It sounds like a lot of fun. It also sounds like everyone is going to want to be there. Yep. I want to buy a ticket just to say that I was actually there at that event, but I really have no interest in Star Wars. I'm I'm going to try to get into it. I have a whole two weeks before they go on sale almost. Does this mean that you guys are for sure going? How fun. She says, still no park for me lately. I've been working late and too tired to drive the 91. Maybe for spring break. She says, Diggs, saw the pictures of you and Winky on Facebook. You guys looked great. I'm really happy your doctor's appointment appointments are going well and things are looking up. Well, thank you. Thank you, Anthony, for not letting Diggs cut me out of the bed for not liking Pixar Spectac- Pixar's Spectacular Fest ec- extravaganza. Okay, last thought. If you could pick any theme for one of the After Dark Nights, what would it be? First of all, I just want to go back to uh star wars night because we completely forgot to say mention about costumes that uh, all of the uh normal disneyland costume restrictions will be pretty much lax to the point of probably what they would be for a mickey's halloween party yeah so if you guys want to have your star wars costumes basically yeah it the the thing is is you're still not going to be able to have as good of a costume for the Star Wars is what you would for like a uh, a uh, throwback, like a dapper, yeah, like you did for the first one, where you could wear your complete outfit. Uh, you're not going to be able to do a complete outfit for Star Wars, unfortunately, because it's still a lot of that is still going to fall under their no capes, <laughs> no long capes, so that pretty much no Jedi's, no Vader, none of that stuff, no masks. So, yeah. I mean, that's another thing right on top of it that you don't get to get as much into the costuming as you say you did for like the throwback night. So I just wanted to mention that because we forgot to mention earlier about the costumes that the yes, you will be able to wear costumes, but yes, they will still be within the same kind of restrictions that you had for like Mickey's Halloween party and things like that. Now, uh, commenting on her, what was the first thing she asked? If we were going to go to it? Oh, I thought it was something else I wanted to make a comment about that before that. I guess it was just the thing about the costumes. But as far as us going, uh, see earlier discussion. <laughs> uh, he's probably going to try and go. I'm probably not going to go. But we will see. I didn't want to interrupt you while you're talking. 
but now I can't think of what my thoughts from the earlier. As far as a uh, theme for future night, I mean, I already kind of blew my wad, I guess you could say, on last time when we were asked about that when I said Star Wars, and now that one's come to fruition. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like a, uh, I don't know. I mean, they kind of did the whole yesteryear. I would have liked to have seen more of a yesteryear where it just focuses on the old uh, old Disney, not just a dapper type thing, but where, I mean, I don't know, maybe more original with like a yesteryear type thing. But, uh, you know, it'd be great if they were able to like, be able to like put into the uh Tomorrowland theater if they were to put like Captain EO be able to put Captain EO in there one night oh. or something like that. Okay. Like if they still had the capability to put in an old like Captain EO or a Honey I Shrunk the Audience or something like that just for the one night. Oh, okay. If they had a capability to do something like that or uh you know something else, you know, have a have a have a band in the uh well, I, they had a DJ there I think before but for the Captain Neo, all they have to do is change the VHS. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, honestly, I mean, after the Star Wars, I mean, I don't think... Now that they've done the Star Wars, I don't think they'll do a Marvel one. I'm just trying to think of what could you... What? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I don't I know want. what... I don't know what they know. I mean, Star Wars was the logical one. Maybe um, something to celebrate the animations. Different movies, stuff like that. That'd be kind of cool. Disney princess themed or something like that, maybe. Villains. Villains. People love villains. Yeah. That would be cool. Do another type of villain thing. I mean, I don't know. The whole idea of the After Darks, the original After Darks, was not themes. Theme, right. It was just date night. And your theme was basically retro because it was retro at the time. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, what, late 50s, early 60s when they were yeah. doing the date nights. So, I mean, it was already retro. So, I mean, why not just do a, a, a date night, Disney, Disneyland After Dark, just date night, where it doesn't have to be a particularly themed. Maybe you just have, like, a whole lot of different romantic things. I know people are going to feel left out because... There only would have to be like couples would only be able to go. It would uh, or it'd be more themed to like couples. But you know what? Wasn't that the whole point of the date nights, the original date nights? And if that's the kind of idea that they're trying to capture with these new after dark things, then well, then that wouldn't be wrong. Otherwise, they're not really trying to capture that. They're just trying to make money, right? Which is what they're doing. Yeah. Because in still in my mind, no matter how they spin these. These are what we're getting instead of AP parties. Yep. These are AP parties that we have to pay for, and there's other people there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, to me, the, this these will always just be money grabs to me, and they really make me unhappy. All right, one of her uh, comments was that maybe she, that she doesn't, she's not into Star Wars, and she's trying to get, maybe try to get into it. Was that anything? No, I mean, I had nothing really to say about that. Okay. If she doesn't want to be in Star Wars, that's her fine. That's her fine. <laughs> That's not her. That's um, fine. <laughs> now, the other comment she said was, it sounds like a lot of fun. Also sounds like everyone is going to want to be there. Now, Oh, that was what I was going to say. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, what I was going to say is that we know now that uh, the uh, the last After Dark, uh, it sold out the day of. 
Right. I don't think that's going to happen here. The, no. This one's going to sell out before, way before, if not right away. Right. And don't forget that um, they still, even if it does sell out, it's, they still only have a limited number of tickets that they sell. You know, it's not going to be a 70,000, you know, guests there for this event. So it's still going to be a limited number of tickets. Right. And and uh, just uh, be prepared that if you don't get your tickets from a pass holder, or if it, you're not a pass holder getting your tickets on the 27th, just be prepared that you better be on there pretty fast because I um, I almost wouldn't be surprised if these sold out the day the day they go on sale if they if they're not already sold out they I'm sure they'll reserve some tickets that don't get sold to the pass holders and whatever those are that go on sale on the 29th I guarantee that those will sell out right because right. I mean like I said it's limited space and it's something. Do not underestimate the power of Star Wars fans to to want to show up to something, despite the price. Exactly. That's probably why I want to go. Because the other one I didn't want to go because it was too much. But this is Star Wars, so it's kind of like I want to be there. I want to see this, and I think it'd be really cool. And uh, probably get to see the lights again over in Tomorrowland. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your email, Giselle the Gazelle. Appreciate that. All right, next email is from Dan the Mailman. All right, his subject line is a long one. I'm out of it for a little while, and Disney gets delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Good one. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> All right, hey, Miles Pyre. So I'm back from my trip to Northern California. Rained on every day of the trip. Still did some cool stuff while exploring colleges. I haven't been accepted yet. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Being gone for the week means I have not visited the parks in almost three weeks. What's up with that? I'm gone and Disney decides to unveil the redhead on the East Coast and announce Marvel for the West Coast. I feel left out. Hopefully get to the parks on Friday to do some egg hunting I will post all my finds on Instagram. <laughs> Dirty. I got a comment about that, but I'll wait till after the email. And it's not about Dan. I'd ask if you think they will change the face for the redhead here or what's going in first at Marvel Land. But I'm sure you already discussed that. So instead, I will ask if you think Bugs Land will see an increase in traffic now that they have announced it's going to close. Do you really need or do you really think we will see 120 minute wait times for <laughs> to get a Heimlich's <laughs> choo choo train <laughs> since the since the latest trend trend seems to be a ride isn't likable until it's going to close. Anyway, in case listeners don't know, if you need meds at the parks <laughs> uh until next time, Dan the heavyweight email champ out. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think we're going to be seeing any 120-minute waits on Heimlich, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see more traffic in there. It, the The question is really is uh, the everyday person who goes to Disneyland other than the pass holders, they're, they, don't probably, they probably didn't even see this announcement. No. First of all, you know, so they don't know that anything about it. They're probably just going to, they're going to be the ones going over to, it's tough to be a bug seeing it's closed and then going to, oh, going to the Chamber of Commerce and complaining, how come tough to be a bug is not open? And then hopefully the employee doesn't proceed to tell them that the rest of Bugsland will be closing in a couple months. So, I mean, 
So you're going to look at basically the people that are going to be rushing over to Bugsland to go on stuff will be your pass holders. And I don't know if it's really going to make a, that much of a difference. Bugsland always seems to be popping when I walk through it. Yeah. So, I mean, it never really seems like you could just, I mean, yeah, you could walk really, you could walk on most rides, but I mean, we'll see if really, if you end up having like, uh, maybe you might have a 30 minute wait for something, but I don't know if it's really going to get that crazy. Now, had they now had they made an announcement about tough to be a bug, know, you might have huh? seen some full shows. I mean, I would have loved to go see that last time. I like that show leading up to the end. I mean, like if they had made the announcement last Thursday, when the picture, when as I discovered the picture, they knew since last Thursday that they were going to do this. Had they made the announcement last Thursday, you might have seen several full full shows of it's tough to be a bug over the weekend, right? And you would have seen lots of pass holders trying to go on Monday. If Monday was the day, was Monday it closed on Monday or was it closed Mon- on Monday? So it wasn't open on Monday. No. Okay, so you would have probably seen a lot of pass holders on Sunday, probably trying to get into tough to be a bug to see the last shows, like how we have done so many times in the past with Captain EO and Honey I Shrunk the Audience and other things. So right. you might have seen that, but with with that already closed, I don't see really it making that much of a difference on Bugs Land with the rides. Right. Maybe the last day, once we know when the last day of is tough to be a, or of, of a Bugs Land is going to be. Yeah, the last few days you'll probably see an influx. You'll see a, there probably will actually be some thirty minute plus waits on the very last day of Bugs Land. Otherwise, I doubt it. We'll see. What he said. All right, I thank you for your email, Dan, the heavyweight email champ. All right, so real quick, if you guys have any comments, questions, or you have any. You know, thing you want to say about Marvel or the closing of Bugsland? All you have to do is email us. Mousepire at gmail.com. All right. So recently, Fancy Nancy went down to downtown Disney and she did the egg hunt. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking it probably would have been nice to get a little report from her since she did the egg hunt already in downtown Disney. Well, as you can see, we didn't get an email from her. Oh, okay. But you know what her husband did? What? He posted a spoiler. Rude. So on Michael's group, he um, took a picture of his kids in front of one of the eggs. And I was like, no spoilers. So, yeah, I was in, um, isn't that a big deal? So do we think that she didn't email this week because she's shamed? Um, I don't know about that. I'm because sure. if she, if that's not the reason, it should be. <laughs> because she should know better than, then she should corral her husband to not make such mistakes. Yeah. So he posted a spoiler of one of the eggs in downtown Disney, and it's very obvious where it is. If you saw the picture, I'm not going to say where it was, but yeah. So bad, bad, bad him, but dirty. Hopefully, she uh, scolded him for doing that. Because Michael's rules was no spoilers on the group. And, yeah, I believe he, uh, Michael, deleted the post because he went and told people, he mentioned again, do not post egg spoilers on the page. Dirty award. (laughs) There you go. Today's dirty award goes to Fancy Nasty's husband for posting a spoiler of the eggs on Facebook. All right, so don't forget to head over to our YouTube channel. Check out our podcast there. 
Hold up, hold up. So we don't have an email from Michael? No, no email from Michael. Dirty word is also extended Michael just out of default. <laughs> default Dirty Award. So yeah, you can check out our podcast on YouTube. Search Mouse Powered Podcast or hit the, hit the link that is pinned to the top of our Facebook page and uh, subscribe and uh, check out all the other videos we have up there if you haven't seen them already. And I promise you soon I will post new content up there. I will work on that for everyone. Also, visit our Patreon page. Help support the podcast. Visit patreon.com slash mousepire. Any amount will be greatly appreciated. And trust me, it will help us a lot. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. Once again, we thank you for taking your time to listen to the show. We're going to have to find out where Tim is. We still haven't heard back from him, have we? No. Okay, so there you go. We proved our point that um, Tim does not always respond to our texts. So, yeah. Maybe he's driving. Maybe he's driving the log ways that he can't text while he drives. I don't know. Something like that might be going on. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully um, we'll find out where he is and maybe he'll uh, show up next week. But um, uh, don't hold your breath on that. I don't really want to hold my breath anyways because, you know, I mean, small lungs and all. And <laughs> used to be a smoker and all those things. I uh, don't know how long I can really hold my breath. Okay. I can. I can. Uh, yeah, I can relate. on. Not the smoker part, but holding my breath. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so you know, I don't know when I'm going to be going to the parks again. I think I had a plan to be going a certain day, but you know me, I forget things. But I was there, like I said, on Saturday on St. Patrick's Day, and it was kind of cool. It was fun. A lot of people you know, wearing the greens and everything. They had green balloons. The Dapper Dan's wearing a green and white striped outfits, which were really, really cool. So yeah, I had fun that day. And, yes, I did wear some green that day, and I didn't get pinched. Ouch. <laughs> All right, so if you're heading to the parks, don't forget Friday, the Main Street vehicles are supposed to return. But, you know, we've the, those weather people said we're supposed to be having rain this weekend or something. or I don't know. As far as I know, it's supposed to be raining right now. I don't know if it is or not. It's supposed to rain at least for sure Thursday and Friday. And supposedly it's supposed to be a really heavy storm with a lot of rainfall. So much so that there uh, there's been flash flood warnings and they're already evacuating people in like Ventura County on the coast and stuff. Right. So uh, expect there to be a lot of rain. And uh, But if you guys don't mind, then get over to the parks, but don't expect much going on. Well, right now it's, it's uh, on Friday. I see sunny in, in Anaheim. So we never know what's going on with this rain. Maybe I'll just stay up in Ventura and pass us by or something. I don't know, but yeah. Head to the parks and park in Toy Story. Don't waste your time at the Mickey and Friends. It's not worth it. Too much chaos over there. And uh, yeah, have fun. Enjoy yourselves. And don't forget to uh, go see the redhead while she's still there as the redhead and before she turns into a pirate and starts to speak. Not saying it's a bad thing that she doesn't speak or a good thing that she doesn't speak. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying go check her out. 
All right, don't forget to come join us on April 8th at Disneyland for Awareness for Autism. This is uh, this event's pretty, pretty big. You're going to have a lot of people there. Last year, there was hundreds of people, and we actually walked from the train station all the way down to the castle, and then we had a big old long line. And, yeah, it was, it was a lot of people there. It was really, really cool. It was a cool event, so you should check that out. We are also going to be doing a giveaway at the giveaway lounge which is going to be in the picnic area and uh i posted up on our social medias that we need help for that if you guys want to contribute to that sending in a donation what i want to give out is going to cost about 100 to 150 bucks depending on how much i can get basically because if i can get more then i will we'll be able to give out more so if you guys what sort of things are you trying to give out i just kind of want to give a Keep it a surprise for right now. Okay, because uh, I was going to say I still have that Disney Parks blog shirt. No. This which is, nobody ever yeah. wanted. Uh, and I actually have a second Disney Parks blog shirt, a smaller one, that uh, to give away that was never worn. So I actually have two Disney Parks blog shirts that I want to use as a giveaway eventually. But okay, that's cool. if you're trying to do other things, then we'll save yeah, that it's for something, different. something else. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like all one thing. So... Anyway, if you guys want to... That's fine. I didn't want to contribute to your autism thing anyway. If you guys want to help out, send us an email. Mousefire at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Hopefully, you guys can help us out with this. We really want to uh, do this. Last year, the giveaway lounge was really nice. A lot of uh, different uh, groups were there giving things away. And uh, I want to actually do something cool, you know, I want to do that too this year, and uh, it's a good event, and it's pretty fun, and you meet a lot of people. And if you want more information on this, head over to One Big Disney Family Entertainment Facebook page, and uh, check out the events going on there. Like I said, it's April eighth. It's going to be at Disneyland Park. We're going to do a meetup and do a walk, and then there will be one for Downtown Disney. If you can't get into the park, there's going to be a walk for Downtown Disney. And then after that, we'll head over to the giveaway lounge. And I know there's some different setup this year. There's going to be, I think, wristbands for you to get in. So you can line up. You can have a wristband. And just real quick, the thing about the wristband is you have to pay for nothing. Everything is free. But last year, people were just trying to go over, over, you know, go to the same thing. And just, you know, how people are. The usual. Being dirty. So this way, if you go to one of the uh, giveaways, they're going to mark your wristband and say you already been here type of thing so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be fun april 8th at the disneyland resort and uh, like i said if you want more information go to one big disney family entertainment page or if uh you can't find it just uh go ahead and send us a message and we'll link that information and i believe i actually i already have posted it i've posted it on our facebook page so you can check it out there all right so any questions about all those upcoming events and things going on in the parks and things going on with us and things going on with all that make sure you Follow the social medias, Mousepire on the Facebook, at Mousepire on Twitter and the Instagram. I am, of course, at Dubacks for Life on Twitter. And you can find me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, you can follow Buttons by Digs on Instagram. There you will see when your button order is going out. Hey, you know what? You can check out DGPClothing.com and uh, get some Mousepire gear. We have... Uh, we have hoodies, and we have stickers, and we have shirts. So you can go over to dgpclothing.com, help support the podcast. And that is D as in Donald, G as in Goofy, P as in Pluto, clothing.com. 
And uh, don't forget to head over to Patreon.com. You can support the podcast there. Patreon.com slash Mousepire. Any donations will help. And don't forget to check out YouTube. Yes, YouTube. You can also listen to the podcast there. Just search Mousepire Podcast or hit the link that we have pinned to our Facebook page. Until next time, remember, I'm tired of petitions. Stop it. Please stop it. Just stop. Please? Please? Okay, thanks. So for Frankie Foster, Black Canary, and Daphne Blake, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. We're doomed. Tim is. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. And until next time, remember, you may think you haven't really made it in this world until you signed a petition, but you'd be wrong. I don't like it. Stupid. George Lucas is a departure from his classic film franchise. Lucas broke ground on a new museum yesterday. That's five minutes long. We don't need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> blame it on the rain. It was falling, falling.